me that time. You're like watching, like in anticipation. Was, <laughs> like, it's like a little kid at the door, like, am I gonna see the Christmas gifts? No. <laughs> Why did you meow? <laughs> oh. I said like you meowed. You sound meow. like you meowed. You meowed. You meowed. You meowed. <laughs> I'm adjusting my t-shirt. It's odd. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Shut up. You get a preview. That's not a word. Um. Anyways, why are you the, down backwards? I'm fixing it, kind of, sir. <laughs> God, the straps have been pulled funky, and I'm fixing things. Shut up and pay attention to what's recording. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 64 Bits Rage. Yeah. Rage. Hey, it's Inquisitors Nintendo Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Episode eight. Aww. We did it. We're done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just done. Every time. Every time. We're done, guys. I feel like people be like, I'm done listening to this now. <laughs> It'd be great, too, if we only went like 15 minutes and that was the episode. I know, We're right? done, guys. And we just like hit stop. There was never another episode. <laughs> that would suck. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm not surprised if someone out there has done that. Oh, that always happens. Like a big... Um, uh, like Pod- stat for mm-hmm. like YouTube, YouTube videos and podcasting in particular mm-hmm. is like uh, viewer retention rates. No, oh, yeah. So it's like the higher you could get for like how many minutes they stay in for a video <laughs> or a podcast is like what they measure it by. Not if the podcast was like listened to from start to finish. That's so weird. Which is funny. That's what jackassing they kind of do. Yeah, it's like can can they listen for ten minutes? Oh, oh my that's god. Uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Not the fact that five other people have listened to the entire podcast, but. No, they don't really care about that. No, which is just how long you listen to it. Isn't that weird? How that's the stat. It is, yeah, because like live streaming is obviously a little bit different, mm-hmm. but YouTube, the big the big thing is that's why YouTube videos are normally only like 10, 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's because like beyond fifteen minutes, it's people like, tune out. Yeah, your the viewer retention stat will tank. Okay, to be so that's fair, why they recommend I you do, just do see that. myself doing that sometimes when I'm watching. Oh, I do too. You know, like hot ones or like uh, strictly dumplings. Sometimes it's like my brain's like. Yeah, it's either, it's like one or the other for mm-hmm. me. Like, it'll be like two minutes, like, nope, nope, no, I don't like this, bye. Or I just, like, I'm doing stuff and not paying attention. So, like, the viewer retention for, like, mm-hmm. me yeah. is, like, through the roof because it's just cycling through YouTube videos and watching them all, even though I'm not right there. Yeah, you have ADHD, though. Yeah, I'll go through, like, a ton of stuff at once and, or... You're, like, like manic stage is just, like... You just recently went through a manic stage, and I was like, what the fuck is going on with you? Everything got done. It was like, you're just randomly running around the house yelling titties. Titties! Hey, titties! Yeah. That's in my brain. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not what happened. You got like five voices going on. Shut up! Shut up! I wrote Shut like up! 2,000 words to a novel, cleaned the entire house, had streamed twice. <laughs> like, I took care of the toddler. Yeah, I, like, my, everything was done. <laughs> I was like, I got nothing. I'm at work sitting there, and my phone's going bzz, bzz. God damn it! Exactly. That's why it's fantastic. My bracelet's going bzz, 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 in the same breath. I'm like, fucking damn it! See, it worked. <laughs> Get a lot of stuff done. How to annoy Ariel while she's at work? <laughs> I'm doing when I'm sleeping. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is he sleeping? Bzz, bzz, bitch. Bzz, <laughs> <laughs> bee. Yep. Bees. <laughs> be kind. Rewind. <laughs> oh lord. That's, That's a good movie too. What? What? Be kind. Rewind. You ever seen that movie? No. I think it's got Jack Black in it. They run, like, the last, like, VHS store in the neighborhood. <laughs> I've never seen that. No. It's uh, a good, like, feel-good movie. I, I, um, I think it's like a Be Kind Rewind. I was looking back in the day with Blockbuster. Or, yeah. Is that what it's called? 
Blockbuster? Yeah. 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 yeah the old... we, we went to like Hollywood video primarily. And then, yeah. and, like, and then I grew up out in a small town outside of Spokane called mm. uh, Airway Heights. And they had like two mom and pa <laughs> rental places. So there was like one that had been there for like ages. Yeah. And so we went to that for like the first few years we lived there. And then that one kind of like went into a decline mm-hmm. and eventually closed. And then a new mom and pa one opened up. <laughs> they overlapped like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, more center of town. It was easier to get to, and it was bigger. Yeah. And so then we went to that one. <laughs> and then, that, and I can't remember what either one of those were called, but I remember just like funny a to lot think of about it Because, like, you there. still have, like, uh, ooh, excuse me, um, comic book small paw shops and, like, uh, shit. But word. you really don't have, like, rental places. Yeah. No. You have, like, comic book shops. You have, like, even, like, book, coffee shops here in Washington. And stuff. Yeah, bookstores are another Niche big one. stores, toy stores, but it's like... Really interesting thing about bookstores, actually. And, and do tell cancer. Um, they were talking about how Amazon has obviously taken, like, a huge chunk out mm-hmm. of, like, independent bookstores, but as well as it's it's toppled, like, the big nationwide bookstores. Hmm. Uh, like, Borders closed, you know, yeah. how many years ago now? Probably close to 10. I remember Borders. Uh, I went to a Borders a couple times. There was one up at North Point. Mm. I can't remember what it is now or what they did with it, but nope, never. The been Borders there. was super nice though. Like mm. it's like it was like Barnes and Noble on like chic crack. It was amazing. <laughs> like I get chic they crack. had like the big like uh, ladders up, and they did books floor to ceiling, but oh, Barnes okay. and Noble size ceilings. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and they had like leather couches everywhere, and like the like the kind of like study lights mm-hmm. or reading lights like really nice like almost like tiffany lamps were mm-hmm. all over the store as well and you could like go up and get a book and yeah it was really nice uh and they did like music and dvds and stuff mm-hmm. like that too but they went under and then barnes and noble's been on the decline for ages now yeah and they closed like quite a few stores recently hopefully it actually stays open in washington state so that was the thing i read though is that they an investment group bought mm-hmm. them out okay um, there was mention of like J.P. Morgan. I don't think it was through them because it was like a hedge fund is what bought them out. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the guy that they got to take over mm-hmm. like the operations for Barnes and Noble used to work for J.P. Morgan. Okay. Um, I think he's British though, and right. he he brought back like um two of the big mm-hmm. UK booksellers. Okay. Uh, to, like, compete against Amazon, brought him back to profitability, and yeah. they were, like, on the verge of, like, closing or bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's applying that kind of knowledge and when he's done to other yeah. bookstores to... Keep them open. To Barnes & Noble. and okay. To keep them open, yeah. And return to profitability by changing quite a few things. I know why Barnes & Noble still obsessed with free cookies, by the way. Oh, with their Starbucks thing where you yeah. always get a coupon for a free cookie, which makes the coupon pointless because you might as well just be like free cookie with your purchase. Because <laughs> that's well, essentially what I they're think doing. You have to buy something, but it's like just in like, the small yeah, terms. that's what I mean. Yeah, if you buy like, something at Starbucks, just give me a free cookie. Don't yeah. give me a fucking leaflet after I've already been to Starbucks inside your Barnes and Noble and I bought a book and now I get a free cookie. I'm not going to go back. Shit? Yeah. Like. Your cookies suck gonna... anyways. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're not giving them away. <laughs> Probably. To be fair, it's like when I worked at Starbucks, I like to sample all shit just to eat it. I just try it out. Mm-hmm. All but my favorite things. The guy that is now like running Barnes Noble, like the operations for it, um, he modeled how he, like how he does it mm-hmm. off of the small bookstores that mm-hmm. have stayed open, the independent okay. ones, yeah. like Auntie's here in town and stuff like that. 
uh, because they were the most successful in riding out Amazon. Um, Amazon. Yeah. And all the other big box ones closed, mm-hmm. except for the couple he saved in the UK and now Barnes and Noble. They're the only ones that have made it. That's so and, weird. And so the hedge from the hedge funds perspective, they say that like if you've survived this long mm-hmm. with Amazon, then there's obviously a need for you to survive. Yeah, like, true. You've done it. Mm-hmm. It's just if this keeps going, you know, the next They're not few more years to. or something, you will eventually go under. But you have kind of proven yourself. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna invest money and time, and then this individual is gonna like, keep know. it going. And then he's modeled his way of operating these big bookstores mm-hmm. uh, off of like small bookstores. Hmm, that's legit. Kind of interesting. Little tidbit, side note, not what we're talking about the podcast-wise. So kind, no. sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our Nintendo podcast. Yeah. Bookstores. Our topic today, Barnes & Noble. <laughs> <laughs> so kind, sir. Any housekeeping before we dive in? Uh, we've been mentioned... housekeeping on the 64, so... Yeah, uh, we mentioned it on our sister podcast, mm-hmm. Rage Quit. Uh, we do have some new tech. Yeah. So hopefully the audio sounds a little bit better. Christa. We each have a mic now, and mm-hmm. we have separate tracks that we record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've listened to it back. It sounds a lot better. Yeah. Um, it was decent before. Yeah, it but, was bad, but uh, there's a background or fuzz or something cut out. or. Yeah, and so we've definitely kind of increased our game there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are still planning on doing t-shirts by the end of the summer, yep. summer 2020. Yep. So we're going to have a 64 bits of rage t-shirt, mm-hmm. uh, along with its compatriot. Yep. So hopefully you'll be able to scoop those up. Uh, like I said, at the end of the summer. Yeah. That'd we'll be cool. have prototypes here. Prototypes. And we'll tweak some stuff mm-hmm. and then we just got to find a, a outlet to sell them through kind of a thing. We have a couple different options. So yeah. We haven't just, just figured it out yet. Narrow them down as far as like t-shirt quality and price. Yeah. And, you know. All the, all of the kind of back end stuff. But we are going to have merch for 64 Bits of Rage. In our sister podcast, Rage Quit. Yep. And then... Uh, uh, like you heard at the the very, very top of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, we are sponsored by Rogue Energy. Yeah, I'm a favorite. Yeah. It's got a new shaker, the Gladiator. I want to scoop that bitch up. I know, it looks good. Looks and good. we don't have any of the tall ones. No, I think it'd be cool to have like a gladiator one for like, you know, the beginning of my week or the end of my week and just get the fucking big one. <laughs> yeah, four. I really do like two scoops or something or yeah. scoop and a half or whatever it Power is. Power out. <laughs> you know? Because I wonder if it, is it, is it narrower so it's the same amount of fluid ounces you think or is it actually bigger? I don't know. I'd have to look at it. I got my phone around here today and Google search it. But Yeah, we'll find out. That way we, we can recommend one or the other depending on oh, what you, you like, like or, yeah. you know, how much you want to have kind of a thing. So regardless, it's going to be fun to do. I want that one looks cool shit. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for housekeeping. That's really so, all we got. What is this one about? So this is episode eight of 64 Bits of Rage. Uh, today we are going to talk about uh, Capcom and two of their kind of like temple franchises, mm-hmm. uh, Devil May Cry and Resident Evil. Resident Evil. And how it pertains to the Nintendo Switch. True. Of course, because it's our Nintendo podcast. So. Kind of a given, but I thought I'd throw it in there. How dare you? I'll sprinkle it in like little S&P hands. God. <laughs> you liked it but you didn't yeah. like because you, your face was like that's funny and then you rolled your eyes like it was like it was like real quick too it was like ah, oh god yeah. like, <laughs> dad jokes <laughs> oh my god i think the motion was what got the eye roll yeah, yeah. Like, it was what i said was funny, funny but the whole motion was, was like uh, 
Like oh. salt day, you're like, oh god. I know, why? right? <laughs> why? So cancer, tell us let's dive into Devil May Cry. Tell, tell us about the Devil May Cries. So Nintendo has been doing something kind of interesting where I don't know if they've like courted a relationship with Capcom or not to, hard to, tell. to do this. They always keep their things underneath their hat. Yeah, or if you know, Capcom wanted to do this mm. and they reached out to Nintendo. But Vice regardless, um, Instead of releasing, like, the Devil May Cry HD collection, Mm -hmm. which was on the PS3 and the PS4, Mm -hmm. um, they've been releasing the old Devil May Cry games, like, a la carte. Yeah, so they did the first one um, and the second one. I think they were, like, $15? $15 Yeah, they they weren't, like, on the top. They were nicely priced, you know. Yeah, it wasn't bad, especially for an older PS2 title. On top of uh, being released on the Switch, so... And they didn't change anything about them. They were, I'm assuming they're HD counterparts that mm-hmm. were in the HD collection. Yeah. Um, they just ported those, sold them a la carte, and so you can play them on your Nintendo Switch, which is super cool. Yeah. Because Devil May Cry games never been on like a handheld. Or, no. You know, so you can play Devil May Cry on the go. And yeah. And you can have a little bit of a nostalgia trip. Uh, the cool thing, though, mm. they just recently, uh, in February, released Devil May Cry 3, the but... special edition. And they actually changed some things for yeah, it. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so like you can play um, co-op Bloody Palace mode. Mm-hmm. One person can play as Dante, the other person plays as Virgil, his brother. Which we uh, just did. Then they also, the really cool kind of feature is they tweaked the um, like style system. Mm-hmm. So before you would set like a style to play as. Yeah. Um, either at like one of the idols mm-hmm. or like before you started a mission. What, what are those, per se? Um, so you had, like, Gunslinger, mm-hmm. uh, Swordsman, or, yeah, Swordsman, um, Trickster, mm-hmm. and Royal Guard. So Trickster was, like, built more around, like, evading. Mm-hmm. You could dash uh, away from Being enemies tricksy, and stuff. Yeah. And then if you upgraded it, you could, like, dash in the air, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, Royal Guard was more for defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, same kind of build. You could hold it down and defend <laughs> yeah. the block. Um, and then if you upgraded it, you could block in midair. Yeah. Kind of cool. And then Swordsman and Gunslinger are pretty obvious. Like one focused more on, uh, Dante's firearms. You got mm-hmm. special moves with those. And then the other one did is like melee weapons and added special moves yeah. to each of those. But you're kind of locked in per level. Which is kind of annoying. Yeah. Especially and, if like you don't, and that's so if you're like playing it for the first time or something like that, or you don't remember because it's such an old game and you're going into this level and you're like, well, shit, I needed tricks or I needed to be more evasive or... I needed more guarded or, you know, quick gunslinger exactly. or something like that. And you're like, and they do level up. It. So maybe you're focusing on leveling up one more than another. And mm-hmm. like the last mission you had to use trickster, but you want to boost your Royal guard. Mm-hmm. Cause they do get experience. Like just the more you have it equipped. Yeah. And yeah. The more enemies you defeat. Um, yeah. It kind of like screw you over. You'd be it experience points into another style mm-hmm. and the one you actually want. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, and at the time there wasn't any other, you know, newer Devil May Cries no. out that really enhanced the combat. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't that big of a deal because it, when that released, it was like the fastest based kind of combat mm-hmm. in the Devil May Cry series. Uh, but now they've kind of like, they've tweaked it enough where it's mm-hmm. real close to like Devil May Cry 4 and 5 yeah. and even DMC. Yeah. So you can be, you can switch styles on the fly, you can switch weapons on the fly, mm-hmm. and then you got to couch co-op experience on top which of is it. like insane for them for granted they just ported in one two and they are what they are yeah uh but then to port in number three or demo cry three not necessarily a three in order but uh to 
add that to add the game on the fly to change it on the fly and i wonder how complicated that was to do i don't know i read um an article or two about the i believe it was just like the the designer or like the director in charge Mm -hmm. of like porting it over can't remember what studio it was but um and it sounds like they had a lot of fun with it like, they okay. got to go back and, like, kind of tweak stuff. Because I think they had a lot of the original designers from mm-hmm. Double May Cry 3. And so cool. they got to have fun with it and kind of implement, you know, things that had been introduced in, like... <laughs> Four and five. And... What'd you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, tweak it and, you know, modernize it as mm-hmm. kind of best they could. Yeah. And they did a real cool job with it. So, But it sounds like they had fun doing it. So didn't which they, is kind of cool. Didn't they port five on the Switch, or they're not done that yet? No, I don't. They haven't. They don't have. I think they're rolling it slowly. Four out. DMC or five. I think they're slowly rolling it out. What it sounds like because they just did this adaptation for three, so it makes sense why you know you want to get the grounds on three because you did all these cool changes to it, and then maybe raw DMC four and five. Yeah, and I don't know if they'll do DMC. DMC the... maybe not. Yeah. Honestly, you could. I mean, they. I know they own the. You. The, you can Capcom live, has the rights for that, of course. You. You, you can honestly live life without playing DMC. I really like DMC. I know, actually. but if it's honestly just its own game, didn't DMC stem off into something else? No. Um, Devil May Cry, the original series, stemmed off of Resident Evil. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. So Devil May Cry and Resident Evil Four. Devil May Cry was the original Resident Evil Four. Yeah, that's right. So it started to become like really quick mm-hmm. in combat, and mm-hmm. um, the camera angle had changed a mm-hmm. lot from like the original Resident Evil's the first three. Uh, the tone started to shift a little bit more into like gothic horror rather than yeah. like, kind of zombie horror, and so they ended up just making um, it its own game. Yeah, instead of like canceling it outright or just <clears throat> you know rescanning it and taking that and then you know starting on Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Um, it became its own franchise and its own series. That's insane. I, I honestly didn't realize that they were connected, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's really kind of interesting because it was like, it, you know, mm-hmm. during the production of that game, it just, the first one, it just started to change so much from Resident Evil that they... Made it its own game, yeah. essentially, which is kind of cool to see. It's They're very like, iconic characters now from you know, <laughs> that, that first one. Dante and... Dante and Virgil, and then later, like, Trish and Lady mm. and... Uh, Sparta, Nero with four, yeah, really cool characters mm-hmm. and stuff. Really, you don't see a lot of gothic horror games anymore, which no, is kind of cool. Not really, but I like that they did that style. Not only did they just port over three, but they actually made it uh, enabled to change it. Yeah, and it it really makes it like the most definitive edition mm-hmm. of three. Yeah, so. Three had a special edition on the PS2, and that one they've added maybe like costumes and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, well, then. yeah, or which you... makes sense to do that to add costume. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it really is like the, <laughs> the uh, most so smell. <laughs> definitive edition of Devil May Cry Three now, which is really cool. Yeah, and it's like it's cool that they honestly they changed the play style, but not necessarily like the va- the. HD or game itself. They didn't remaster it like they did like Resident Evil 2. Oh, like a remake? Yeah. Yeah, It's not a remake. No, it's It's, not a remake. It's just a remaster with additional features baked into it. Which isn't that weird, though? Yeah, it is really weird. It's like an in-between. Because if you think about it, they essentially were on the grounds for just doing a fucking remaster. 
I thought about that when like we finished Devil May Cry three today. I yeah, was like, a remake would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> like make it like they're, Devil May Cry they're, five. They're already doing it. They're yeah, already, they're already like, working on Resident Evil. I so. mean, what they're working on Resident Evil, but they already have the grounds to essentially just redo it as, as a remaster. Yeah, it'd be really cool to do a remake of Devil May Cry, like, 1, 2, and 3. And you can improve, too, a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, with a a remake, so... Exactly. uh, I don't know if that's kind of what they're stabbing at. They're seeing, like, what the... How Mm -hmm. the market reacts to these, like, Switch ports, Mm -hmm. as well as, like, the collections that they put out. So do you think if it does well, sales-wise, that they'll actually do a remaster for Devil May Cry 3? No, Capcom has definitely come back into its own in mm-hmm. the last couple years and they're you know a lot of people kind of herald it as like a golden age for mm-hmm. capcom yeah like, specifically like a renaissance mm-hmm. and i agree um they've done amazing things yeah. with their franchises they've done really well like mm-hmm. sales wise like and they're just great games mm-hmm. <laughs> and they kind of had a lull you know yeah. before so i think it's a possibility we might get That'd some cool. devil may cry Remasters. remakes yeah That'd be cool in its own right, because I know they're really hitting it hard with Resident Evil, and they've done, like, gorgeous job with the Resident Evil remake, you know, yeah, Resident like Evil 2. Rumors and... about Dino Crisis and stuff like that, some of their more dormant IPs mm-hmm. that they own. And then I think the Nintendo Switch has a huge hand in that, because mm-hmm. uh, it's sold so well. Um, it's it's kinda, a hybrid mm-hmm. console, so you can have it on the go, which is very appealing to people. Yeah. And Especially if you don't have time to play, but you have, like, long commutes and you're not driving or something along those lines, and then you can just take your Switch with you. Yeah, and I think... Or you have lunch or something, or, you know... Makes it easier for people, too, who maybe haven't played the older <laughs> Double Bay Cries mm-hmm. in a really long time, or maybe have never played them. Yeah. You know, due to their age. And now they can, instead of, like, trying it out on a console... They get on the handheld. They can. It's like, oh, I'm well, gonna try is, out Devil May Cry. Which is kind of cool because if you think about the resolution or resident res the visual of it yeah. when you're playing in handheld mode, if it's lower quality per se, it's not that big of a deal because it's a handheld game. It's not very worried about. But it's cool to see because like then people aren't really worried about the frame, the visual effect of it, especially if you're playing in handheld mode. And then also, you know, you're getting an older game as well. So when you do play it on your big screen, your TV or whatever the situation is, it's you're not expecting an HD high quality game either. Yeah, because it is for the PS2 generation, which mm-hmm. was not an HD generation. No. So as far as like how it looks, there's plenty of hardware power mm-hmm. and juice there to run it just yeah. fine. And you're going to get... You know, probably an upscaled, you know, mm-hmm. HD version yeah. of it, just naturally. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a PS2 era game, so it's very yeah. like, polygonal and, you know. Well, yeah, and <laughs> but the art style was actually really good on that game. It holds up surprisingly yeah. well. It's funny, like when you talk to the doggy, that they're at Cerberus. Cerberus, yeah. Cerberus, yeah. That's Which then they have a callback in Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, when he's making fun like, of the, it the again. The Cerberus, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, that's one of his children that he fought in Devil May Cry 3. Cool. <laughs> I like how they segued into that. was one of his kids. <laughs> yeah. And then they also I parody... Suppose a three-headed dog would have a three-headed baby. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, he said he had like a whole bunch of babies, too, in that oh, one. Oh, God. Which is funny. And then he just fought 
Dante just fought one of them. One like, of his babies. Yeah, and because Devil May Cry 3 is prior to the yeah. events of 5, mm-hmm. like, they harken back to it. Kind of with the jackpot scene, too. Jackpot. That's how good At the end of 5, obviously, is a throwback to that cutscene in 3 towards the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, where... but then he teased him, don't say it. Jackpot, you know. You yeah, but even though done. they both did it. Yeah, yeah, like, but he's a little older Arkham, now, you know. Yeah, and he's, like, more jaded, so he's, he's like, like, don't uh, say it. Don't say it. Fucking, you know... <laughs> Which is funny. I like how they find Dante. I don't. How did Dante get stabbed and they had to find him in five? What was the lore to that? Oh, uh, in, in the very beginning. Oh, the very beginning. Durr, never mind. Yeah, because he because he had the the Virgil, through uh, Virgil demon part through the sword at him and they had to go find him. Yeah, because it's like he pretty much gave enough time for all of them to escape, but then Dante stayed there. Yeah, and he and... sacrificed himself essentially to. Yeah, and he survived, but he got skewered. Skewered, and then he. How many times has he been stabbed to the chest now? Uh, it's a running gag now. I think, I think at least three times, because he does in three for the first time, mm-hmm. like chronologically, mm-hmm. and then oh no, four, because he, he does in Devil May Cry one yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. He gets skewered at the end into the wall. Yeah, and then because the first one brings out his demon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then four. I'm pretty sure it happens too. Something like that. Yeah, might like happen twice Nero in four. Stabs him, I think. And then yeah, in the beginning for sure. I think he does again though later in that game. In the beginning, it, it, the he always four, makes fun of himself. Nero does like throw and it gets the, him, and, and he it, thinks and he, he wins. And Dante's like, you know, it's not the first time I've been stabbed. Yeah, in the chest, you know, and by that time, it's like the third time yeah. <laughs> that's happened to him. And then he does in five as well. Yeah, <laughs> and it almost kills him that time, but that's because it's Virgil. So it's like, yeah, as a Virgil's demon. full demon, and, and it's I believe it's the Sparta sword that gets him that time too. Yeah, so. wow. Because that's how he ends up with the Sparta sword is because he got skewered with it <laughs> oh man but yeah we're checking out if you're a devil may cry or capcom fan or maybe you've been interested and haven't it's uh, on cheap too it's like 20 bucks yeah and which I, is crazy i spent some it... gold coins which i think is a great system that the nintendo switch has yeah and i got like five dollars off so yeah, it's was like, like 15, 15 and change man. yeah like the gold system the more you buy the more gold coins you get which you can use towards basically Purchases. discounts yeah discounts insane. yeah I mean, I, I want to say it's like every gold coin is a cent or something like that. Wait, which still, so, it's cool, It's though. super cool, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a really cool system. And a lot of places have that in systems where you buy something, you essentially get a discount where it's like, you know, <laughs> no, you don't, you just got to buy it. Yeah, it's like, um, uh, like loyalty rewards. Yeah, really loyalty cool. rewards. And that's cool <clears throat> Nintendo actually has that in place um, and to see that, you know. Because it's kind of like an old school concept mm-hmm. and it's cool to see Nintendo bring it back. Yeah. Because a lot of gamers have been asking for it, you know, via sony xbox mm-hmm. or nintendo and nintendo did it so. yeah because like people were like you know i play so much of this game or I do so much or I buy so much you know why am i not like getting natural just discounts or something along those lines something like yeah. loyalty rewards you know and sony and microsoft did a little bit differently where they run you know um if discount. you're an xbox live member or, or, or games pass member you know you're getting free games that way or you're getting like double discounts like I know, get, PlayStation Plus or something, but I get getting the free games, or if you pay for that program, you get these free game, games kind of tossed in there. But at the same time, it's still not a discount. It's either games you already owned or seen or you don't want. A lot of times for me, yeah, it's like so I play a lot of different kind of games, and um, I've been gaming for a long time, so there's a lot of franchises that I just you know you play. I, I yeah, I have my mind on or have played or want to play mm-hmm. it again, depending on the time. So I usually end up buying them as they come out. Yeah. So I have it. Or if they are discounted. Um, 
And so, yeah, by the time it comes around, you know, for PlayStation Plus in particular as free, I usually already have it. Yeah, you already have I it. I got it. Or... For, I bought it for like $5, you know, a year it was or prior. Cheap or, or, you know, you it was a game I really wanted, so I bought it when it, right when it came out. So, and then it's been a couple of years, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Now okay, it's free. Well, I don't need it. I need the service for the cloud saves and stuff and playing online if I want, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> like... I don't really use the uh, But like with Nintendo, it's like the more you games you buy or you get or whatever the situation is, you get discounts. Yeah, you can apply it to whatever game you want. So. Exactly. And I think that's kind of be... It matches my buying habits a little yeah. bit better. Yeah. And I think that's cool. And I feel like they should do that regardless because, you know, PlayStation and Microsoft both have very loyal people and will always buy games or pay, pay for those systems. But I feel like you should have... You know, you fucking got in-game spending. Why not have in-system savings? Yeah, you know? exactly. Which would make sense. That was a little off tangent here. So, but with Devil May Cry, it's cool. I'm honestly excited to see that they did something like that with Devil May Cry 3. Yeah, I am too. I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I didn't know I wanted it. But then when they announced <laughs> it, it. Yeah, when they announced it, um, it really kind of <gasps> breathed like new life into that game. Which is cool. I would just planned on waiting until... Because I have the original copies and I also have the HD collections for the PS3 and PS4. And so... And I didn't want to play them on the Switch. It's just one of my favorite franchises, so it doesn't bother me to have multiple copies. Mm -hmm. Um, But my intention was just to wait until they were, like, discounted. Yeah. Since it was, like, third-party kind of a thing. Yeah, and and that discounted. Get it for, for, like, 10 bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. But Devil May Cry 3, after they announced the new features and stuff, I bought right away. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like as soon as it came out, and then obviously a cherry on top was the in-game saving or in-system saving too, which is kind which of cool. I didn't plan on. I was no, just gonna spend the twenty dollars and call and it a scoop day. it up. So if you're a Switch member and you have those coins, shit, you know, make a game cheaper, game cheaper. Yeah, pick out a game you want and spend exactly, those coins. which is kind of nice. That's kind of cool. I didn't realize that they did that. Obviously, until you bought that game, you're like, oh, I can apply. I didn't really that. realize they had done that until because we just actually started buying more games on the Switch lately because they've been coming out with more. Um, more like indie games and stuff that I've been looking forward to. <laughs> We've been Titles. focusing on, you know, getting some of the first party stuff that mm-hmm. we missed out on. Mm-hmm. And then obviously remasters like this. Yeah. Know, just to play on a different console. Well, like we talked experience. about before too, being able to just play it to play it and not have to worry about fucking trophy grinding or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Which can be ever present, you know. In always your, in their foreground or in the back of your mind. I'm not saying they don't have goals attached to it, which I saw ping when you got them yeah well and i think that was in the original though that was on the ps2 well before yeah their trophy system so some games just had that stuff kind of built in yeah like you received this core or but the same breath like we it did do about... the nintendo ping though which was kind of cool i was like well, oh, yeah, that's yeah, awesome nintendo ping went to ping. Yeah. yeah i pinged i was like that's what they need to do that was yeah cool. nintendo ping called yeah. the nintendo ping <laughs> yeah <laughs> they already got the switch thing freaking the click the click uh, yeah uh, which is super catchy you know, but, uh, yeah, but no, and it's, it's fun to be able to get these giant games like Doom and stuff like that and just be able to play them. Yeah, and not really focus on anything else, just the, the game, the game and the fun factor. Yeah, and which is kind of cool, and what we discussed before we're going to kind of bring up is, what the fuck they had to do to get The Witcher on there? <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to spin out, like, an entire uh, episode talking about how... I need to do a little bit more research and stuff mm-hmm. and probably script out like good examples and sources and deep quotes dive and things and... like that. But we are going to do a deep dive talking about how 
how they've ported games mm-hmm. to the Switch. Which is cool. Um, Don't Make Cry is a little bit of an easier one just because it was a PS2, it so it's not going to be a resource system, Yeah. But... Um, the Witcher on... Mm. Yeah, game publishers, though, have yeah gotten The Witcher on there, Doom, Wolfenstein, some of these... Big ass technical games. kind of powerhouses on the Xbox One and PlayStation and put them on the Switch, <laughs> which is pretty much like we read recently is a souped up Android tablet, <laughs> hardware wise, <laughs> which is crazy. So, well, yeah, we're definitely going to do a deep dive into that. But no, and it's cool to see, you know, back into our conversation with like uh, Devil May Cry that they're putting them on the Switch and stuff. And yeah, it's super didn't cool. Did it start out as a Nintendo game or was that Resident Evil? Um, Devil May Cry was a primarily a Sony exclusive. They put it on other consoles later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think the original Devil May Cry's were on the OG Xbox because that would have been the same generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like a a PS2 launch title or near launch title. Okay, let's say two thousand one. I may be thinking of something else then. Uh, Resident Evil was. I thought it started on it, the It might have Nintendo. been. I don't know if it was on the... I think it was on the 64. They they did have a closer relationship with Nintendo because, like, the definitive edition of, like, mm-hmm. uh, Resident Evil 4 in particular, I remember, was mm-hmm. on the GameCube. Yeah. You could play it on the PS2, which is how I played it, but I think it came to the PS2, like, a year later or something yeah, like yeah. that. And the GameCube, and then later there was a Wii version with mm-hmm. motion controls. For Resident Evil weird. 4, which I have. I don't know how are you going to play motion control Resident Evil. That's weird. Yeah. And I, and I, <laughs> I've played a little bit of it on the Wii. I don't think I've ever done like a complete playthrough. That'd be complicated. But That'd be annoying. I'd be willing shit. to like try it out again. I think like you could just do a special. They did that. With Resident Evil though, yes, they did have a closer relationship with Should Nintendo. Do a special like Wii stream. Oh, I could. With yeah. The, like, text and stuff. Yeah, and, easily. Like, Oh no! I need uh, I need another converter thing for God that. Damn it! You and your fucking cords and your converters. I know. Yeah. Still, we could get it and then just do it. Yeah. <sighs> Absolutely. I, I just need to replace the. Oh, I might have the old one. I'll look into that. Because we had the other we that crapped out on us. Yeah. And I saved the cables and stuff for yeah. it, so I could replace it. Because it's got the like four or the five pronged component mm-hmm. cable instead of the three. Oh, it's like, yeah. Nah. Which works out for our TV because I never use those on it. Like, who uses those, by the way? <laughs> who the audio, uses visual, those? sound? The one where it's like several colors that it's combining together to do the picture as well as the audio. Oh, yeah. Where it's got three the different colors. That? The RWE has that. Oh, That's Jesus. what it came with. And so we use that. That's why it's like you have to go to the weird setting on the TV to oh, yeah, go to the AV Wii. or something like that. It's not AV. That's like the most common or one. Or YB. It's that one. Y something. Because it's like, it's combining like the primary colors. Mm-hmm. It's like one cable shows you like yellow, one does like red, one does blue. And then it has the audio cables too. So it's got five <laughs> cables coming out of the back of it that connect into our TV. Rather than just video and audio, then uh, audio and visual. left sound and right sound. Mm-hmm. So which I'd have to swap out the cable or get a converter to stream it. 
But that would be cool to set it up to do with like the Wii modes and yeah. stuff. Smack myself in the face with nunchucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do a podcast about that if I do a safety. Wii stream. They warned me about the safety. I didn't yeah. have to strap, and it went through my TV and my laptop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> destroyed everywhere. Uh. TV fell on my laptop. It ripped the capture card out of the wall. <laughs> It wasn't even plugged in the wall. It's like, why is it in the wall? It's like, that's not how that works. (laughs) Our TV's not even mounted on the wall. It's an old TV. I hate wall-mounted TVs are dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so dumb. I love the ones where you see, like, uh, fails, where it's like they've (laughs) improperly mounted their TV to the wall, and then it's peeled off the drywall and fell, or peeled the drywall all the way down to the baseboard. Yep. That's the bestest. It's the bestest room of bestest. Yeah. Or, like, their uh, their, uh, sound bars. Too. Oh, yeah. They don't probably store those, and they just fucking... Yeah. Or they try to set up, like, the five-point, like, Dolby Digital Surround, or the mm-hmm. seven-point, you know, 7.1 or whatever. It's like, there's, like, all the speakers are either clustered together or dropping off the walls. It's like, or like I get it. That works. I get it why you may want that, but I don't need it, nor do I care. It looks like garbage. Dude. I gotta get a sound bar and hide it. Do yeah. It's hide behind our TV, and our yeah. cats walk on it all the time and turn it off. Yeah. That annoys me. I like how they just turn it off, though. Like, they, they do now. They well, I off. think the, the cat <laughs> switched, though, that we're doing that. I think it, it was, was squirrel. squirrel, and Squirrel would change the setting on Because she's fat. Yeah, so it would go from, like, because uh, I have all sound comes out of the TV through, like, one port. Mm-hmm. So it would just be, like, so it's set on one, mm-hmm. and then she would change it to, like, two or Bluetooth or something like that. <laughs> uh, Psyduck just turns it off. Because yeah, Psyduck does it now, and Squirrel doesn't go back there, and he just turns it off. I feel like Which he's... is way easier, because then I just, like, turn it on instead of trying to, like, reach back and trying to change the settings. Cause... I think Psyduck's just smart enough, and he just turns it off on purpose. Boop, no more light. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he does. <laughs> right, he could. He is a he's smart cat. He's a very cat. smart cat. He, he's... I don't like this light. Boop. <laughs> yeah. I feel like once his testicles are gone, he's going to be back to his mischievous ways. Oh, yeah, just like Dante, how he's kind of an asshole, and then he got fixed, and he's like, oh, he's my sweet little boy's back. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Psyduck's fighting the fuck the bitches urge and be a good cat. Yeah. Are you still a good cat? I can't find my octopus yet. I don't know where that is. A little knitted. I had a knitted octopus on my bookcase, and a little fucker stole it. I don't know if I find dust bunnies like every morning I get up. <laughs> Giant ass dust bunnies. I'm like, where did you find these? <laughs> like, I'll even vacuum underneath like the bookshelves and stuff sometimes. Like, <laughs> and then it's like, then there's dust bunnies. I'm like, where did you get these? Du- I moved the couch and I swept. <laughs> I swept underneath the bookshelves. I made the dust bunny. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I was like, where did you find all of these? And how did you get them? <laughs> Like, I mean, you're kind of saving me work because I didn't know where these dust bunnies were, obviously, <laughs> and now they're cleaned up, but, like, where did they come from? It's like the sock in the dryer. Where did it go? Where did they come from? Like, I feel like every time he digs out... I feel like every time he digs out uh, dust bunnies, I've lost a sock. <laughs> like, those, like, events are correlated somehow where it's, like, the dryer's running, I lost a sock, but now there's dust bunnies, and I'll never get the sock back, and I have to throw away the dust bunnies because you can't like reverse that process i can't put dust bunnies in the dryer and then get a sock underneath the bookshelf <laughs> that would be cool if you could do that but it doesn't work that Aww. way that would be amazing but dust bunnies in the dryer and then oh there's my sock like that would be amazing <laughs> but that's not how that works but i am still I look on your face like oh like, i wish that had happened <laughs> like because i was thinking of it as i was saying it but I, 
but I'm pretty oh. sure that those two events are correlated. <laughs> Probably. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Like, I'm like 97% sure. sure. <laughs> uh, and what were we talking about? Don't make cry. <laughs> are we going to... Uh, that was a good tangent, though, and that's going to be a pull-out for the podcast. Whoa, I'm doing... What a, are you doing now? <laughs> an audio guy. You're pulling out for the podcast. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. PG counter. Keep it fucking PG. Um... But one of the other things that uh, stop working again. Capcom and Nintendo have done, again, a la carte, but they've released... Resident Evil. Uh, four, five, and six. Yep. Uh, you can buy... Uh, I think they're digital only. Which makes sense, though. But you can get... Um, I think they're on the cheap, too, about 10, 15 bucks. Only like 20, if like, don't make crap. Oh, well, yeah. That's true. I but think they're separate. I mean... It's still it's not bad. bad. Scoop Some people did kind of complain about that, that they weren't in, like, a collection altogether for, like, $20 But Nintendo doesn't do that. Not really. Yeah. No. And I, I, I don't know if that's up think, to them or Capcom. Fair, but if you think about their first party uh, studio shit, that shit's never fucking cheap. No, the only kind I scooped of... up you Luigi's Mansion 3 on the cheap for fucking 50 bucks instead of 55 bucks. Like, yeah, well, yeah, instead of 60, yeah, Nintendo yeah. discount, which is crazy. Yeah, 50 bucks instead of 60 bucks. That's cheap for a Nintendo game. The only collection that I can think of that's on the Switch, it's, and I don't know, and this is a weird collection, too, is Final Fantasy 8 and 9 are together. That's weird. Uh, and you get a physical <coughs> copy. Oh, God, excuse uh, me. Like a duology kind of set mm-hmm. that you, you can buy. But they don't have 7, 8, and 9, <laughs> which I don't know why. And then all the other ones are a la carte, like they've been released on uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox. Yeah, it happens. I mean, we can't really dive deep into what they're thinking is in the same breath. We can uh, uh, and, speculate. And who know, it could be the publisher as well, trying to eke yeah. out some more money. Yeah. I was gonna say, or like, it could be Nintendo being like, like you said, where it's like, yeah, we don't really do that. Like, we're just going to release them a la carte, like work on them yeah. individually and then we'll release we them. We have to think too, like we'll dive deep too and how they get them on there and yada, yada, yada. So it's kind of speculation at this point how, you know, why they're doing it like this instead of people yeah. can complain about the same breath, you know, they're going to pick them up. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're a hardcore Resident Evil fan and mm-hmm. uh, like we've talked about on the podcast before and stats kind of prove... A lot of people have, you know, a PS4 and a Switch or an mm-hmm. Xbox One and a Switch. And yep. so, um, like I said, if you're a big fan of these kind of franchises, you'll just mm-hmm. buy them all the car for your Switch. Exactly. Like, and not really, like, complain Be about like, it you too know, much. Cause you can which is kind of cool with, like, your Switch, though, because then you can play PlayStation games that you may not have been able to play before or didn't scoop up because Microsoft didn't have it. Yeah, and I've been able to... I haven't, like, dived deep into it yet, but I want mm-hmm. to. Um, a lot of, like, Xbox indie games have found their way to the Switch. Which is cool. Which is really cool, because I don't really have any plans on... Getting an Xbox. Buying an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do have some good indie games that I wanted to play. Which like is Ori and the Blind Forest, or, like, A Hat in Time, or Cuphead, and things mm-hmm. like that. Well, now I can... They're on Switch. I can buy them on Switch. Which is legit. <clears throat> That's cool to see. You know, I'm, I'm really excited for what Nintendo is doing and everything and uh, how it's being done. Yeah, and it's I'm curious to see Resident Evil and how they... But it is interesting that they've, like, done the same kind of thing that, mm-hmm. you know, Don't My Cry has done mm-hmm. on the Switch is they've released those ones a la carte. I am curious, though, if they're going to release, like, Resident Evil 2 Remake mm-hmm. or Resident, Resident Evil 7. Um, so is it only Resident Evil, you said, 
four, five, and six? I think it's just four, five, and six. Yeah, it's like they don't even have like one the originals on there, do they? On the Switch. We're checking things out here, folks. I don't believe so, because there was a um, remake of the first Resident Evil mm -hmm. that came out in like 2015 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't played that version. That's funny. That's weird. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And then I saw <laughs> one of our friends, um, a fellow streamer, Resident Evil Jesse, mm -hmm. he was playing it, and the graphics-wise, it looked like real dang close to Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yeah. And I was like, what What version is this? <laughs> and it's like, and then somebody in his chat was like, oh, this is Re the Resident Evil Remake. And I was like, wait, because I have a copy of it's like Resident Evil with like HD. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the only version Remake. of it. Yeah. And it it runs like the original Resident Evil, so it runs like crap. And I was like, what the hell is this shit? Like, this looks great. I would have played this. Because <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil 2 Remake is amazing. That's hilarious. But yeah, I know for sure they have the three kind of middle ones middle in, the, in ones, the Resident yeah. Evil franchise. You think maybe because it's like a little too jank to put the older ones on there? No, because I mean they, I don't think these are jank, but they can be a little bit uh, rough. Yeah. Uh, they have the first two Don't Make Cries. Yeah, that's true too. So I don't think it's like, you know. Necessarily. Like detrimental to What do you think because they're old... doing the remakes, that's why they haven't put them on there yet? That's kind of what I'm wondering is like, are because they, they did waiting? Two, they did two and they're doing three. Are they waiting until they're done and out and then they'll port them on? Yeah, and I'm curious because like... But then are they going to port the originals or are they going to port the new ones? I would imagine that they would do the remakes just because like Resident Evil 2 remake outsold Resident Evil 2. <laughs> like lifetime sales of Resident Evil 2 remake are already <laughs> more than the game itself yeah the original game which is kind of crazy like I, I i don't know how it happened but <laughs> it happened folks it happened oh they do have resident evil on here oh, okay well we just fucked up and resident evil zero resident evil revelations resident evil revelations two then. Re recent then and four five and six like i said released them recently then and they're all like thirty dollars really pricey that's pretty expensive. I don't know if it's the remake of the first Resident Evil, though. But they do. It might be the version that I have. Maybe. But it is kind of interesting. I'm curious to see hmm. if they, like Devil May Cry, if they will bring over, you know, Devil May Cry 4, four and 5, five. and maybe DMC, if uh, they'll kind of continue the trend and mm -hmm. bring over um, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven to remake and then eventually like three remake it's hard to tell i mean uh, like we talked about before nintendo kind of does its own thing and doesn't really tell you what it's going to do or how it's going to do it it's just all of a sudden hey we're doing this oh, okay nintendo yeah mm -hmm. and resident evil 2 remake is a gorgeous game three looks like it's going to fall suit yeah so, which is cool but uh i'm under the impression that they're not like crazy resource hogs so no. I think it would be probably easier to be able to port over than something like, you know, Doom or The Witcher or you know, happen, Stone yeah. and stuff like that. So. so what do you feel like, no, it's going to be completely uh, tangential, Resident Evil and um, like the movies? Well, the movies, I, I agree with you where I like the first like few and mm -hmm. then I feel like it kind of went off the rails. I like the first 
too, honestly. And I don't. I'm like, not even like 100 percent certain that I've seen all of them. I'm not either. There's a shit ton of them. Like we have the collection and stuff, but we pretty much watched like the last few and then like the first couple that we had seen. Mm. I, the middle ones, I don't know if I've seen or I just don't remember them. Like yeah. they're forgettable at best kind yeah. of thing. Um, I'm hopeful that the Netflix TV series we'll does well. Kinda, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it'd be really cool if they did it more. Since these remakes are doing so well, if they did um, films based off of the actual characters. Yeah, like so they cast like Chris Not, Redfield, they cast a Jill, they uh, cast a Leon Kennedy as the main protagonist because mm-hmm. they were. Some of them were, like, loosely kind of featured in the films, yeah, but they were very, always really very, cheesy. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, those movies were cheesy to begin with, but... They were, but those, like, the those side characters, cheesy. they were particularly cheesy. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, unnamed... Actors. B or C-list actors. <clears throat> I don't know. I was, like, poofing me today. And I, I think it'd be really cool to get, you know like a prominent or an mm-hmm. up-and-coming actor that people know to play Leon Kennedy. That, he's my favorite protagonist. Redfield, I think so, too. But, I think Or they... Chris Redfield or Jill. Or, or if they do with the next, 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 next flick, uh, the Netflix series, at least do the protagonist right. Don't get B actors or some no-name actors or you get it, like, obviously it's a, it's a series or whatever, whom you get, don't make them cheesy and corny as shit. Yeah, I have somebody to kind of carry Yeah. Me. The franchise. Because it's such a well-known franchise. And, like, they're really well-known characters. And I feel like the movies, the first two at least, try to, like, with Genesis especially, try to do the games justice. But then um, I agree. they just fucking dived off the deep end and like, we're doing our own shit. Yeah, and they try to, like, retcon things in within its own, like, film, film universe then, like, that didn't, didn't make sense, sense from the beginning film. Some of the zombies and, and creatures, I'm like, I'm okay, where the fuck did these come from? Like, it was supposed to be really important, and especially in the last one, that they went back to Raccoon City, but mm-hmm. Raccoon City in the games is really only important because of Leon Kennedy's story. Yeah, and then uh, they full-circled it. It's kind of like the, uh, what is the and one? And Jill's story as well, I should say. Jill's story as well. What is the one movie I'm trying to think of they did with the road driving? Uh, shit, I'm trying to... Play. All I can think of is Death Race. Well, not the other with Death Race, but the one with like the desert Australia. Oh, Mad Max. Mad Max. Where it's just fucking a fucking point A to point B back to point A situation again. And that, yeah. that's how they ended that fucking series with. Well, they go back to Raccoon, the origins and... Yeah, but I feel like Raccoon City in the film universe didn't really have, as like I said, as much importance as it could have because they didn't really adequately tell Leon Kennedy and like Jill's story. No, they didn't. And if they had told their stories and their experiences in Raccoon City, I think that kind of it makes would've... Raccoon City Raccoon City. Yeah. Instead, it was a, a pretty much a different character. It was a cop out, honestly. And then they were trying to like add the same kind of gravitas that the games had. Because mm-hmm. I think fans were really excited to play Resident Evil 2 and then now they're really excited mm-hmm. to play Resident mm-hmm. Evil 3. Yeah, again, because of what the originals had did to offer. and the characters that mm-hmm. they presented and the stories that they told. Um, and the film franchise for whatever reason tried to kind of rest on those laurels without ever really introducing those characters. Yeah, and then they fucking... Or story arcs. They went which weird. weird. Well, then they went really weird and like... Because I feel like Raccoon City wasn't as important in the first couple Resident Evil mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. as it was in the games. 
Well, then, then you're like, what the hell's fuck? I thought they were clone shit. Like, seriously? That was, yeah, they, just they try can, to shoehorn shit in. Just like, because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Because when they initially did it, I think it was the third one or the fourth one. I can't quite remember. Um, where they were cloning her. I think that was the last one. No, there was cloning. Oh, the cl- oh, the clone. Oh, I see the cloning. Part. Where no, where they were cloning her yeah. original DNA to make a super whatever to control her, but then like they retconned that cloning into the very last movie where yeah. she was a clone. She I don't know if original. I saw that one that you just referenced, the third or fourth one. Yeah, I don't remember either. That's why it's very vague in my memory. And because my dad likes the Resident Evil movies like I do, and they, even he's like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, it's like they were kind of like stabbing at like introducing like Nemesis or Tyrant. Yeah. Like to and fit, but it didn't never quite work or like no. it did, which is weird. And then it's like, you know, with the the the, the last movie where it just kind of came full circle, well, you're just a clone of the original and she's fucking uh like the little girl was another clone with the genetic disorder where they got the virus from oh, and yeah, it's like Ashford daughter yeah Ashford's yeah. daughter and it's just like oh what the fuck is happening right now yeah they kind of got into the weeds as far as the games are concerned similarly with like Resident Evil 5 and 6 yeah it was like okay, well, okay. too far 7 well, was seven... definitely kind of a return to form but it was yeah, like separate but then still it's <clears> still <throat> weird in its own right where there's zombies but they're not I, I don't think that they are. It, yeah. I, I haven't finished the story on that one. We need to finish the story on one. It got creepy. It's very <laughs> scary. Good, good return to survival horror. True. Like, which is awesome. Though, to be fair, the remake, fucking two. Oh my God, talk about jump scares. Jesus Christ. They, they did an excellent job. Like, like and, uh, oh, wow. they were working production-wise. Um, Resident Evil 2 and 3 were like happening mm-hmm. at the same time. So that's going to be cool to see the three. That's why they're coming out back-to-back. Only, yeah. only a year apart because yeah, obviously a year isn't long enough to do a complete remake no they were doing it simultaneously then. yeah that was what their plans were which is really cool because resident evil 2 remake evil. did really well mm-hmm. so i would imagine that those studios especially being you know under the same umbrella mm-hmm. uh, were communicating <laughs> with one another yeah umbrella cord <laughs> no pun intended pun intended always pun intended um so <laughs> i'm sure the quality of that's the memory card for the console There's itself. No cover. No. It, that's what well, it so... is? It's the kickstand. But it's a kickstand, so if it's open, I know it's like dangerous. That's why I, I actually had to look up to see where I needed to put the switch. But you're endangering your card because I was like, where do I put this? I don't see any port Bend for over. it. Because like that, the well, that's a port is the right Vita there. has like one down in the corner here. Yeah, and it has a cover, and you just like move the cover, then you put in the memory. Stick. You like dust it out. Yeah, I got compressed air for it. Um, that's a poor design. Anyways, uh, that's what I thought too when I put it in. Like I'm like, that's a really weird, weird spot. It can hit it, it can damage yeah. it. Anyways, um, it's cool to see though what they're going to do with the next remastered Resident Evils. Yes, they finally have them on the Switch, and how that's going to go about. It's really cool to see. Yeah, and, and overall, I'm curious to see if they bring over the later Devil May Cry's and Resident Evil's that to the Switch. That would be cool, because they need, what, 4 and 5 now? That's what they need to bring over? 4 and 5 for Devil May Cry, and yep. then um, 7 and the remakes for Resident Evil. True, and Switch. it's kind of cool to see how they just changed Devil May Cry 3 so much, just to bring those other two over. It'd just be like fucking a cakewalk, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be and very it, seamless. We just looked up, you know, the Resident Evil games mm-hmm. that are on the Switch eShop, and they didn't have 2 or 3. The originals true so seems like they're kind of saving you know, you know for the possibility something. of having <laughs> yeah. the remakes because they could have easily just 
done mm-hmm. two and three. They could have. Just yeah, like digital. Just toss them on there. Yeah. Get over. That's what Sony did. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what they do. It's very, very alluring. Alluring? Alluring. Alluring. Yeah. There's a word. <clears throat> Words. Words. But yeah, I mean, we, we shall see. Hopefully they... Mm-hmm. And pick back up with like the Resident Evil either Weevil. films mm-hmm. or you know TV series and Netflix. I honestly really feel like with what they do with Resident Evil should just be a TV series now. I feel like yeah. the movies they're good, but I feel like the TV series like we've talked about before can flush out more of the characters, their stories, I think so too. and actually give us a good sense of what Resident Evil is actually about. Yeah, Netflix is a really good like. Uh, platform to use for they that, are especially so. when like like Jessica Jones and all that that sucks that they pulled out but like Daredevil and everything they're able to flush out those comic book characters out and better than the movies or even yeah I and agree. actually have done them justice yep absolutely and then the only thing other thing I kind of wish for that's on topic is um like a a reboot of like the Devil May Cry anime do like they did on with Netflix. Castlevania. That yeah, and it. have the same the same peeps that Voice do the actors. Castlevania one mm-hmm. do Devil May Cry. The one means already anime, so what makes sense? It's got the big titties that bounce. Oh fish. My old fishy, no. <laughs> but I think that would be really cool and could fit into a, a like cohesive like anime universe yeah. on Netflix. I mean anime is fucking crazy anyway, so it makes sense why that would be awesome. Yeah, Castlevania and Don't Make Cry attached together. Exactly. And, and they can start really like cool. how they did with Castlevania, it was just four episodes and kinda of go from there. Exactly. You kinda of see how it mm. that works. Because I think with Don't Make Cry four Wait, eight, is it Resident Evil their live action? Yes. Is the anime? Oh, it's live action? Okay. Yeah, it's a live action. People, peeps, they're pe- people, actual people, not anime. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just hoping for a Devil May Cry anime. No, yeah. I, I think just... it'd be really hard to cast for Dante and Virgil live action. Yeah, that's true. I can't think of any yeah. actors off the top of my head where I was like, oh, that'd be a perfect Dante or Virgil, or that'd be a perfect, you know, Trish or Lady or a perfect no. Nico or a perfect Nero or something. I can't really... But I think an anime would fit really perfectly because yeah, it is so stylish. Images, yeah. And they, yeah, they've already too, done it. It'd be a little too hard too to do a real person without an arm, especially if they do Devil May Cry Five when you're. That's what I mean. Yeah, like production costs. Devil would imagine, arm and would be shit, and then transitioning, the and you just stick with the anime for that one. And Zombies I, is fine. Zombies, you you fake blood, you're good to go. And I know the creator for Castlevania. He wants to do like what he calls a bootleg universe, <laughs> and so he wants to do like multiple game properties as an anime that all like tie in together Sounds with cool. Castlevania as like the tentpole. So it'd be really cool mm. if he could get that off the ground and do Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry and other, you know, cool video ones. game properties that would probably fit in there pretty well. True, true. Yeah. All right, well. I feel like that's a good uh Yeah, I think we've kind of exhausted like everything we could say about Devil May Cry and Resident Evil and yeah. how it pertains mm. to the Nintendo Switch, so I'm excited to see what it's coming out with. Like, the Switch is definitely, uh, you know, beasting it up now. And it's only yeah. halfway through its cycle, too, which is insane to think about. Yeah, exactly. And you pointed that out several times, so it's like, who knows what we're going to get, you know? Yeah, exactly. We at least have, you know, additional three, four years <laughs> over the we Switch. we can have Resident Evil 2 Remake on there and Resident Evil 3 Remake mm-hmm. or, you know, these new titles cool coming out. It would be cool is, no, this is far-fetched because of, obviously, the power of both of these systems, but have had, like, PlayStation 5 games on, re- on the Switch. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we've discussed it in, in like but a prior sixty-four bits cool. of range, but yeah, if they could figure out how to, let's say it's possible. Hurdles, yeah, the technical hurdles. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a renaissance in that too, where mm-hmm. it's like hardware power for 
the main two, Microsoft mm-hmm. and Sony, have, you know, steadily increased. And mm-hmm. they did, like, iterative consoles and stuff like that. They really... Not to say that there aren't technical hurdles for those platforms as well, yeah. but I feel like they can push it and do a lot more mm-hmm. and kind of be like grander and visual like aspects or even gameplay mechanics and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's kind of cool where you have to take like a half step back yeah. and focus on figuring out how to fit this game onto a console that has like less powerful hardware mm-hmm. and it makes people more creative. It does. And like innovative mm-hmm. and like, you know... We may see it in a few years where, like, some of these studios that mm-hmm. have focused on ports in the Nintendo Switch have learned from doing it, where now they can do even Easily. crazier things. Yeah, on, made it easier for themselves. You know, the PS5 or the Xbox One mm-hmm. Series X or PC or something. Whatever. Where it's like, it oh, is. yeah, we learned all these technical tips from when we had difficulties porting, you know, Doom over yeah, to the Switch. Yeah, now we can just do it in a fucking heartbeat. No. Exactly. Or now we're, you know, maybe they go just straight into, like, mm-hmm. Switch development or, like, oh, we can produce our own own games now because now we know the hardware inside and out yeah, because exactly we that's true too dealt with the technical nitty-gritty of porting these games over so i think it's going to lead into a lot of kind of innovation and in game design i'm excited yeah it'll be fun and i think that's what we kind of need we need stuff like that you need like a handicap to be able to be creative sometimes true especially technically is it sad to say i'm still excited for animal crossing <laughs> animal crossing is amazing and like, i'm excited for doom eternal it's like 14 more days doom eternal if they port that to the switch i will buy another copy i, I know right? i will play it on the switch <laughs> all right kind sir i think that's everything on this podcast i think that's a wrap all right well my name is iris kahulitz my name is anthony schultz as always follow the bears bear, 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 bear. follow the bears <laughs> peace